Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Mike Tinney on the line. Mike, how are you? I'm great, Michael. How are you? I am awesome. Really looking forward to this conversation. So for those that don't know you, why don't you share a little bit about you and then we'll dive into the conversation. Sure. Uh, my name is Mike Tinney. I've spent most of my career in consumer entertainment, uh, that's tabletop games and video games. But for the last 10 years, I've been taking those skill sets into corporate health and and making programs to help employees get healthier. So we've sort of uh, become a little bit of a disruptor because unlike a lot of other places that gamify results, we're actually a real game. And, and it's been a pleasure to, to kind of take our teeth into that industry and get some for people. That's awesome. Yeah, it is somebody that... You know, growing up, played a ton of tabletop games at Pizza Hut or at the arcades and all of that kind of good stuff. It, it was always one of those just fun events. And to, you know, obviously make you know your health and wellness to, you know, gamify that a little bit gives you, you know, especially people like me, it's like, okay, yeah, this is this is fun. I enjoy doing that. And even those people that don't necessarily like games or they always have a tough time getting started, I, I just tell them just take the first step, just, you know, instead of walking you know, for 15 minutes, go outside and walk for a minute, just a minute, set your timer, go for a walk. And then they go, that's silly. So just do it. And then, you know, majority of the time, you know, they'll walk five or 10 minutes because one minute feels silly to them. So uh, it's so important. And, and you know, this it's, it plays such a huge, huge part in how productive we are, how healthy we live just everything and every aspect of our life is when we're healthier and we live better and we feel better, we are better. It, it, and it's the crux of the kind of the, the hypothesis over a decade ago was if you can take the instanced activity of exercise and physical activity and make it immediately gratifying, then you can help people kind of bridge that gap between, uh, you know, most people, if they start a, any sort of activity program, they don't really, it's work for the first two weeks. There's no, there's no dividends at first. It's just you're, you're, whether you're metaphorically or literally going uphill, you're psychologically going uphill. And so by turning that into a, a game-based program that has interactive elements, literally after the first five steps, um, you can really break it down to, hey, in this instance, go for that one-minute walk or that five-minute walk or that 15-minute walk. I have an immediate gratification. I have immediate progress that I'm making inside of the app, and uh, and I'm experiencing that. I'm experiencing the, the, you know, the dopamine feedback that comes with all video games to like, hey, I, I've had a result. I've had an achievement. I want more of that feeling. And so we really can help people bridge that 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 early journey gap, and then we have a lot of people that just stay with us even beyond that. Yeah, because it it works for them, and it it builds that habit, and they you know, do it over a couple of weeks, and then up to a month, and then all of a sudden, hopefully, and for most it would be, they will just continue doing it. And what's happening is they are improving their health along the way, and they can look back a year 
from now and go, wow, you know, I feel better, food tastes better. I'm making better choices on my food. I'm not missing as much, you know, the foods that I used to eat that made me lethargic. You know, there's just so many different things. But you know this, it, it just has this ripple effect in every aspect of your life. And a lot of people, and you know, there's a close family member who I'm not going to name, but you know, they, I, I call it, and I had this conversation with my wife the other day, I said, it, it's the war between your taste buds and your gut. And your gut is the boss. Okay? Your, well, your brain is, but your gut is really the boss. And our taste buds say, oh, that's awesome. I want to eat that, even though we know what it's going to do to us, you know, from a lethargic standpoint, inflammation, who name, you know, who knows? But we go, but it tastes so good. Yeah, that taste is gone in like, you know, five minutes, if not less. But if you have uh, an intolerance to whatever you just ate, it's going to last a lot more than five minutes. You know, it could be reckless night of sleep or just, you know, constant trips to the washroom. You name it. There's all kinds of different things that can happen. So I tell people, it's like, start, you know, reinforcing, you know, the war with your, with your gut and saying, okay, let's, let's say, yeah, that sounds good, but I know what that's going to do to me. And it's the same thing with lack of activity. And it was such a huge concern of mine during the pandemic was, you know, people that weren't even really active were even less active than before because before they were going to the office, they were driving, commuting, walking around, kind of moving around. But then during the pandemic, they stayed home and they didn't really go out. And I think, and I always, you know, when I did keynote talks virtually, I always told the audience, especially when they were still working remotely, it's like, okay, eventually we're going to be called back to work. We're going to have to go back into the office, maybe part time or, Full, we don't know. But my hunch is most of us have been wearing sweatpants and t-shirts all the time. And if that's not your dress code at work, I suggest that you go try some of those clothes on because it's been you know nine months or a year since you wore them. And my hunch is they're not gonna fit. So a lot of people yeah. boomed during the pandemic. Like there were yeah. people that were were doing their own pride. Like normally we sell to cuts companies as a corporate mm-hmm. health program. But we had a huge surge in individual or family use during that time. And what, we, what you were talking about a minute ago is what we what we kind of label as an anchor habit. A lot of people think, hey, I want to improve my health. I need to rest better. I need to drink more water. I need to eat better. I need to exercise. And they're wrong. <laughs> but um, it's easier if you just start with one and, and get up to kind of get up to speed. And then it sort of drags, as you were saying, it drags the other ones along. Like if, if you're on our programs, you're going to be working yourself up minutes of, of moderate activity a day, which is what the department of health recommends across five out of seven days a week. Once you do that, you will be thirstier. So you'll drink more water. You'll rest better because you'll be more tired and, and, and physically exerted at the end of the day. And at some point, something that's going to click inside your head where you're like, okay, well, I've been walking 30 minutes a day for the last three weeks. I could make so much more progress if I ate one less pizza a week. Well, and, and so it's easier for, in my perspective and experience for these other habits to kind of be joiners to whatever your anchor habit is. And you can do it with a different anchor habit. You could start with, with nutrition and a diet. And then at some point say, Hey, my body feels great. I should probably use it more. And then move into exercises in the JCC. So there's all different kinds of ways to kind of 
split that knot. But uh, the, the key is just to find something that works for you and get started. And for a lot of people, that's, you know, that's become our, our little game. And that's, and you make it so easy for people to start with it. And I think that's the biggest hurdle is people say, okay, I need to do this, but they, they get frozen because if they Google it and look up, okay, how to whatever, if they want to lose weight or get more active or eat better and all that stuff, it, it, it's endless. They, they just like, they're overwhelmed with information where you basically, okay, let's do this in really small increments. Let's start just one step. Here's this, do this, do this. And, you know, that's the beauty of your system is it just kind of carries them along kind of in a concierge kind of way, but, you know, gives them those, like you said, dopamine hits of congratulations. You just, you know, hit your first mile or you, you just did this, or, you know, you, you put in a 10 minute workout today that, you know, bravo kind of thing. And it's like, okay, then they start thinking, okay, you know, I want to try to get 15. And, and again, there's like, we, we want to win, you know, we want to be successful in life. I'm a majority of people do. So again, with, with the way that you have it set up, it's creating those opportunities for them to be successful. And then they get that feeling of what it feels like to be successful, which, and then can turn, you know, some of their insecurities, let's say maybe at work, you know, where they're like, you know what, I'm going to ask for that promotion or I'm going to put in for that, you know, job out there. Cause I think I'm qualified and they get a little bit more confident about it and it can change their life just by, you know, using your app and, and taking better care of themselves. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. There's, you can go to a Google search and find thousands of free information on nutrition, exercise, whatever. It's not a knowledge problem. You can put a cheeseburger and a salad in front of 99.9% .9 of the humans in the world, and especially this country, and they're going to be able to tell you which one is healthy and which one isn't. And to your earlier point of like, hey, the tongue sometimes wins the battle of what, the taste buds win the battle of what, what to eat um, is true for most people. So our, that's like, there's nothing in our program that tells you what to do. Like we just tell you, hey, you're gonna need 5,000 steps. You're gonna need 20 minutes of, of moderate activity uh, today. And you can figure out which ones are the best for you. There's, there's, there's plenty of information out there for anybody to access. So we, we focus on the why, not the how. Uh, and why should you do that? Because you know, our most popular game is a simulated zombie outbreak where the zombies are chasing you across the screen. And then the why is like, if I don't get 5,000 steps, the zombies are going to catch me in the app. And, uh, and usually people are on a team and they don't want to let their team down and they don't want to slow their team down. So a lot of little things we build in to just sort of keep that motivational level as close to the apex as possible and give people the one thing that most programs don't give them, which is what I need to worry about this today. Why can't I put it off till tomorrow? Because time doesn't stop and things keep moving forward. And, uh, and if you don't do the work, you get caught. Absolutely. And a side note, just for people that are outrunning zombies, you don't have to be the fastest, just don't be the slowest and you, you should be okay. But well, and everybody can actually win our program. The zombies have a fixed step count. It escalates week over week. It's how we meet people where they are and get them up to the Department of Health standards. We, we you know, we start at two or three thousand steps and we ran people up to eight or 10 or up to 15 on one of our advanced programs. But, um, everybody can be 
I'll use air quotes here, a winner in that, you know, some people, some group will get there. But as long as everybody in the company outruns the zombies, then everybody has survived that outbreak. Uh, we, we do have a, you know, we have like a little company report. We give the HR director at the end and they get a, their zombie survival percentage. Like in the event of a real zombie outbreak, you could expect this percent of your employees to, to make it to safety and not get caught and some tongue in cheek stuff like that. Um, overall, we, we try to just keep it simple. Well, the beautiful thing about that report or those reports, though, is it can help HR go, okay, we see you know, maybe a division or a couple team members aren't doing as well as everybody else, where they can, you know, dig deeper or, you know, talk with those people to see if there's something going on in their life that is impacting other aspects of their work. So it kind of brings to light a little bit going, okay, they don't seem to be as proactive as they were in the past okay what's going on and it's it's an opportunity to you know maybe help an employee that might be struggling with something besides you know being active maybe there's something going on at home or in their personal life that's impacting some things and again it gives you know reports and data give businesses the information they need to address things before they become a big issue and you know i know employees appreciate that when when employers are genuinely concerned about their well-being and you know and asking you know is there anything that we can do to help and uh it's amazing when that outreach happens the employees usually you know feel a lot better because they know that they have support from their business and their company and they can you know, navigate whatever they're going through and get back to being in a, a better state, whatever that happens to be. The, the program could be a little bit of a skeleton key in an HR or accounting. Some companies are small and they don't have HR. They just have a, you know, a controller or a CFO that does payroll and benefits. But uh, it can be a little bit of a skeleton key because not only is it people more active, but it's also giving your team, uh, your staff, you know, they're on teams together. So they have a chance to work on a problem. It has like a little bit of team building effects. Uh, the combination of endorphins from the activity and dopamine from the game experience elevates the mood. So a, you know, a minor benefit to, you know, mental and social health as well. And, uh, and, it, and it's, it's something that has a very large attachment rate. So if uh, we generally participation in this program by about 30 to 35% over whatever the company's normal participation levels there's just something about the idea of going through a zombie outbreak or an alien invasion or a robot uprising some of the themes that we have in our game uh that that tickle people pink and they want to see if they they want to see if they could do that in a simulated basis and and we get some prospective customers push back and say well i don't think games are very but I would just say, turn on Netflix, go to HBO Max. Like your employees are humans and humans are consumers and consumers look for things that entertain them. And we have one leg in health and one leg in entertainment, but we would never not leg in entertainment. We'd lose our 94.4% completion rate if we didn't give people the kind of psychological and emotional experience that their other entertainment choices give them as well. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful app, and it's it's amazing what it's done. And you know, ninety four 
12.4% completion rate is an amazing stat. So it speaks volumes to, you know, how entertaining, you know, the game is as well as, you know, the results that people are seeing. So uh, Mike, really we're a cool. company in the health space. So I'm, that's I'm proud of that, that statistic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for somebody that you know worked in healthcare for a long time, it's been long overdue and thankful that you're there. So Mike, where can people find out more about you, the game and all the other fun stuff you're doing? Um, you can go to a step ahead challenge or ASAChallenge.com. That's our corporate website. It has, uh, you know, some white papers and ROI analysis and things like that. But it also of the programs and a list of all the different types of events you can do inside of our app. It's fairly turnkey. So if, if you're if you have a hundred or fewer employees, you can just go to our website, set everything up on your own. The website will send emails out to your staff. Or if you're a larger organization, we have health coaches here on staff and we can do more concierge level support. We have a number of employers in the 10,000 plus size that we you know, we're just embedded into their wellness team and, and we're launching these programs at strategic times over the course of the year to help them with their other health initiatives. So it's much easier to get people to do a health risk assessment if it's in combination with, you know, a zombie walking challenge or an alien invasion challenge or something like that. It's a lot easier to get people to go through open enrollment if proceeding or on the heels of that, you're doing something that is, uh, you know, a pleasant you know, health management experience for your staff. So we give HR something cool to bring to their teams. That's amazing stuff. And I'll definitely have that information on the show notes. So Mike, thank you again for your time today. Really appreciate this. And really am thankful that you're out there helping people get healthier, you know, both from a health, uh, mental health and employee wise, it, it just makes the world a whole lot better. So I really appreciate your time today. Appreciate it too, Michael. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.